Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of RTA Radio, the podcast focused on self-care, self-sustainability, and self-liberation. I am your host, Silas Soul, and this week I am joined once again by the lovely and talented Miss Jackie Kerouac. Hello! Hey, look at that. You actually have some sound this time. Yay! <laughs> All right, so uh, we are back again this uh, month. Well, I should say, well, we may actually have multiple episodes this month, but we'll see. But uh, we are back for yet another special episode after last month's live performance from the Vanu Fest, the swap pot, swapcast we did with our friend Shane Radliff at the Vanu Podcast, which was a heck of a lot of fun. That was a ton of fun. Yeah, I, I had a great time and uh, look, already looking forward to next year's. I know some people have been pestering Shane about a date, but uh, he refuses to give one yet. So we'll see what happens with that. Hold strong, Shadliff. <laughs> All right. So for this episode, which we may actually put out multiple ones in short order here, but uh, we wanted to kind of get the scoop here for RTA because, well, it's a special time right now. Uh, my, my lovely co-host here is actually now officially an, a published author, and her first book is now available my shadow has uh, hit the stands, as it were, and I know there are a bunch of other podcasters who have offered to have you on their show to talk about it, but heck, this is our show, so we get to do it first. That's right. We're <laughs> doing it first. And the award awards of Bill Riley, fuck it, we'll do it live. So, <laughs> I like it. So yeah, so we're going to, I guess we're going to have to get a little serious here with this, because, uh, well, the subject matter of this book, not exactly for the faint of heart, but... Uh, so yeah, so you, you put out this book. Now, when I first met you, I, you, you informed me of this book and I kind of knew of its existence. And I know you had some issues with the previous publisher you had set up was, was supposed to drop already. Or actually, wasn't it supposed to, originally supposed to drop in October anyway? And then just co somehow COVID screwed up the, uh, I don't know how that works in the publishing game. Did, the, did you actually get any explanation for that as to why? You, I mean, because I remember there was a video you put out Gosh, towards the end of last year, maybe so almost a year ago now. Yeah, of you being all excited, saying that you know you somebody somebody wants to publish your book. So uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a really amazing time. But yeah, I picked up a publisher, and um, the publisher sent me a couple of emails due to COVID. Uh, they weren't working. Uh, my publisher is out of the UK and the UK experienced a, a pretty intense shutdown. And so they were pushing back the release date of my book, uh, requesting more money uh, to maybe get it out on time. And it just became super not worth it. Wow. What a pain in the ass. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait a minute. They wanted you to pay them more money to put it out on on the timeline that you already had a contract for. Is that what you're trying to tell me? They're saying it was an act of God, which is why their contract had to be changed since it was a worldwide epidemic or pandemic, as they call it, or a plandemic as we know it. Wow. Well, I'm pretty sure anybody who tries to file an insurance claim because of COVID and call it an act of God, they're going to get struck down. So... That's pretty ballsy of them. Yeah. But, well, I mean, never to fear because uh, you were able to pick up another publisher quite quickly. Uh, coincidentally, the same friend of ours we mentioned before, our buddy Shane Radliff over at uh, the Vanu Podcast, who also happens to run Liberty Under Attack Publications, which I have, I've done some work for in the past. I've done some of his audiobook readings and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, how did, you actually, how did you actually get hooked up with Shane when it came to that? 
when I originally received my offer from my original publisher, I had reached out to Shane to take a look at my contract, to uh, give me a quote for his services and what he did. Uh, and just I just wanted to shop around. It was my first book. I didn't really want to make a bad decision. So when I originally reached out to him, he gave me a lot of really great information. And so when my publisher started to go sideways, it was a pretty easy uh, direction to go back to Shane since he was so accommodating in the beginning. Oh, that worked, that worked out really well then. And yes, uh, any, anybody, who de- anybody who is listening, definitely go check out Liberty Under Attack Publications. Uh, you know, obviously, Shane is a good friend of both of ours, but he, you know, they do really good work. Him and Miriam Zachariah do some pretty amazing work over there and it's it's not just liberty books anymore as we're going to get into with uh with your book i think i think yours might actually be the first non-liberty type book he's he might he might have published already i know he does a lot with the vanu stuff and he put out uh, a, a friend of mine uh, matt's book Brushfire, last year which i was lucky enough to be a part of i got to do the audio book reading for that which was a hell of a lot of work, but in the end, uh, Matt, Matt seemed to enjoy it, which is all. The, I mean, obviously, we want to get sales for him, but uh, I was just as as long as the author's happy with what I did, I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty stoked about the work, even though it was kind of painstaking at points. But yeah, well, I mean, don't let the book fool you. There's a lot of anti-state kind of rhetoric in the book, just just because the the story, you know, is very. Uh, you know the state failed me. You know not to sugarcoat it, but um. all right. Well, we're we're, we're going to get into that. You're right. I, sh- I I maybe I misspoke a little bit. I but I I mean, at least the theme of the book was not. You know those those are the type of things Liberty Under Attack started with, but now they're starting to branch out, and you know they keep getting business. So obviously they're doing something right. But he has been fantastic. He and Miriam both have been incredible to work for. I highly recommend them. Yeah, good good people, great work. So. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's actually get on to the book itself. So, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the the name of the book is My Shadow, and I I will admit that I've never actually read the book, although I did get a very special treat. I actually had a I have a personal audiobook reading of this book that uh, I still have saved that uh, somebody might have done for me through Signal, I think actually <laughs> chapter <laughs> by chapter. So I do know the story. But uh, I guess we're going to get into that. Now, you listed this, I've seen it, you know, represented in a number of places as a historical fiction. Now, generally, that normally means, you know, bits and pieces from history that were embellished in order to uh, make uh, the story, I guess, more interesting, more palatable, depending on the situation. Do you want to get into the fact, get into why this exactly is a historical fiction and what kind of prompted you to write this? Yeah, sure. So yeah, I I called it a historical fiction mostly because I really wasn't sure what else to call it. Uh, I incorporate suspense, a little bit of horror, some drama. And so it was just so much. And so I thought historical fiction would probably be the most uh, concise. Uh, It is, there are a lot of the story that's true. Uh, There is a lot that's um, figurative and there's a lot that is embellished um, just to make it a little bit more dramatic and and easy to read. Uh, What prompted the book? uh, Life, I guess. Uh, I needed to 
I guess, kind of take care of some demons that I had carried around from childhood. And the book was ready. It was an idea that was um, to kind of help me heal and um, hopefully inspire some other people to also kind of take the journey and heal. Well, that's I'm sure very cathartic on for on your end, but it's always you know to to be to even to be thinking about other people and and you know that could possibly help is pretty impressive considering what the subject matter we're talking about here is, and you know I was trying to get you to go in that direction, but obviously we're going to need some more prompting. Um, you know, we talked about this beforehand. You said you're open to anything, so for those who don't know your story and don't know. Um, what this, what you know, as far as demons or whatnot, we could possibly be talking about here. Do you? Uh, would you mind getting a little into that and just, you know, we don't, we don't have to go full gory details here, but you know, just to give the listeners an idea of uh, what 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 they could be, what what they're in store for by either reading this or hopefully listening to it at some point. We are going to have an audio book for this book for this at some point. Uh, we have to get you working on that, but. Yes. So, so yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it is kind of dark subject matter. Uh, it is, um, about child sexual abuse and child trafficking, which has become kind of a hot button issue lately. However, it wasn't quite when I wrote the book, uh, it, it wasn't quite as, uh, known and prolific as the media and, um, you know, the, the pop culture of it all has kind of unfolded, but uh, it is dark subject matter. It's, it's about um, childhood abuse. And as we're finding out, it's, it's not uncommon. It's um, sadly, it's very common. Um, the statistics are um, pretty outrageous. I mean, three out of five children are sexually molested before the age of 10. And that's, that's, um, that's prolific. So the book is a dark subject matter, uh, but I promise it's not all doom and gloom. Um, and hopefully, like I said, it, it inspires people to kind of do the work to heal and um, take their life back. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's a very powerful message. And since, since you keep dancing around it for the most part, um, you know, obviously we've gotten into the subject matter, but this is something that you've actually dealt with in your life. That's uh... Yes, I am a survivor of uh, both childhood sex trafficking uh, and um, child, uh, child sex abuse uh, when I was very small up until about puberty. And um, entire towns, there was um, an entire town um, that... Um, bought me I guess uh, or or exchanged me as money I suppose um, so exchanged me for services um, or money depending on who the clientele were um, to very popular um, highly regarded individuals in, in certain communities in the Midwest yeah there you go now, now you finally let the cat out of the bag thank you uh, you know <laughs> Obviously, well, I mean, we we we're making we're not really making light of it. If you hear us laughing here, but this is something you've obviously dealt with for years, and like you said, the book was kind of yeah. part, part of your therapy originally to try to get all this out and move on with your life, which obviously is very commendable. 
And, you know, from, from my end, because I, I knew of the subject matter, you know, it was kind of a, one of our early conversations when we first started talking, he kind of stopped me in the middle of his, Hey, by the way, there's something you may want to know about me. Cause you kind of expected me to go running and hiding when I heard that, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. It it affects a lot of my relationships. It it affects uh the fact that I really don't have them. I I, I am uh pretty solitary. Um and it's been it's been quite a journey. I've I've seen I used to joke that I've seen as many therapists in my lifetime as there are residents in Cleveland, Ohio. So, I've been healing my whole life and um it's been it's been quite the journey and I feel like the book was kind of that that next step in healing. Yeah, well, you had actually we were talking pre-show about this and you actually kind of mentioned that that right before you started, you, you know, you're talking about like plateaus you had reached since everything happened to you and you would kind of, you know, get to a certain point and then level off for a while and then I'm I'm get we didn't really get that deep into it, but I'm assuming that kind of at least through the timeline you're talking kind of settled on like a depression area where you had to get over that next hump again right so that's, that's what you're referring to when you talk about plateaus yeah exactly right i think i think when we heal from anything whether it's trauma or, or just anything i think we find that we have you know pendulum swings i think our healing comes in waves and then you know like two steps forward one step back and my most recent one step back resulted in this book. Uh, you know, I, I was just kind of stuck in this stagnant life, not really sure what I was doing. And I had a clear shadow. Um, I had, I had a, a lot of pain that was coming up in a lot of weird places and manifesting itself. And I definitely needed to heal from that and i had come a long way but you know now is the time to go a little bit farther okay so as we as we said at the beginning you know the the book is just officially launched within the last week or so and obviously as of last year you had the the original contract with the with the first publisher so how when exactly was it that you started right when did you start writing this when when did when was that plateau period that you decided that you, you had to start moving on again I started the book in two, actually, I started the book uh, two years ago, but I finished the story a year ago. So um, it, uh, it, it kind of had the, the basic structure about two years ago. Uh, I submitted it to the publisher unfinished. Uh, I got picked up for the contract with an unfinished book. Uh, the book publisher originally said, we love it, uh, make it longer. And I thought, I have no idea how to do that. Thanks to a few friends, they encouraged me to just flesh out some details. Uh, and so about October, well, maybe about June or July last year, I finished it up, sent it back to the publisher and they sent me back a contract. And it was, it was just as easy as that. I thought publishing a book was supposed to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, based on a number of friends I have who are, uh, you know, would be or hoping to be authors, it, it, it's not always that easy, but uh, I guess if you have a story that people, 
maybe maybe want to hear is not exactly the greatest uh, phrase in this, but uh, but are, are are thinking that it could you know, well, especially from a publishing standpoint, if they're thinking it could sell, then yeah, if it's something that's not out there yet, something that really isn't discussed very openly, especially in this type of format, then uh, I could see why, you know, even though they kind of balked at the end, I can kind of see why they would be willing to jump on this. But it sounds like, so if you're saying two years ago in the public, so writing it itself probably didn't take all that long then, I guess, six months or less, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. The The book was ready to write before I even started writing it. I just didn't know it. Uh, the story when I started writing it came out of me with little to no effort. Um, it was very a subconscious write. I just kind of got in the moment and it just kind of flowed out pretty easy. Uh, yeah, so six months or less and then another probably six to eight months to kind of edit and piece it together. Um, it, it's a... It's a bit of a complicated story. Uh, it, it bounces between three timelines, between flashbacks and current, uh, and and two or three different flashbacks. So to keep it all together was probably the hardest part about writing it was to make sure that I didn't lose the reader in my bouncing. Yeah, I can see that when you kind of go Pulp Fiction style and you bounce over yeah. the storyline. I mean, yeah. It's one of one of my, personally one of my favorite movies, you know, of all time. But you, you have you really do have to pay attention. Yeah, I had timelines all over my wall. I had, um, uh, you know, on this date this happened, and and on this date I was this age, and this happened, and and I had to constantly make sure that I was keeping my timeline separate and making sure that I wasn't crossing timelines or getting confused or forgetting which part of my life I was writing. It was really kind of complicated in that regard, but the actual filling in the story was. It was it was just so ready and um, absolutely that the story is uh, a voice for so many that that don't have voices. I mean, if three out of five children are abused before the age of 10, but we never hear about it. Uh, that's that many people without a voice. That's that many people that that don't have that crazy to write it like I do. And um, it, it was kind of hard putting myself out there. But at the same time, it, it was so freeing. It was so I'm taking my voice back. I'm taking my power back. This is my life. This is my voice. And it that's that's what I needed. Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, very commendable, because like I said, I said earlier, I mean, this is one of those things you know, regardless of whether those numbers are accurate or not, you know, there, there's enough. You you hear about enough stories. Now, obviously, you what what you went through is much on the more severe end. You know, generally when they talk about those numbers, they're talking about you know, there's a lot of those kids that are. It's still unfortunate, but there's like one incident in their childhood. You know, one person, one something like that. You you know, it's a whole nother level. But you know the uh, the whole the whole idea of either intentionally or not using this as a, a therapy for yourself is is really you know that's I, as something i don't think a lot of people really think about you know even if it's just even if they're even if they're writing these things down to, to keep to themselves at least getting it out there because there reaches a point especially in your situation because we're talking about you know over over two decades ago that you know 
some of the people involved, unfortunately, even if there was something that could to be done to them, they're, they're dead. There can't be. So it's right. like, how, how do you move on if, 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 if you're only looking for punishment or retribution in some way? That oftentimes, I think, not not just in this type of situation, but in any situation, you know, that's, there's a reason I'm 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 big on uh, restitution rather than retribution when it comes to any type of actual crime, because you know, what does it really get you? I mean, you know, you, right? You 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 still have to deal with those demons, like you said. So I think you, I mean. I've told you before, I can't even imagine having gone through what you went through and still being here and still fighting it. And then all the other stuff you fought in your life as well to get to where you are is insanely impressive. But I think the it's probably the most mature way, I guess you could say, to, to really handle that, to try to, you know, like like I said, you're, you're, you went out here out of your way to, to put these thoughts on paper and not just for yourself, for other people too. Even even if it just gives them hope that you know their dark times can pass and they can live a, a relatively normal life beyond it, because what happened to them was not their fault. Exactly, and you you bring up a lot of points. Closure. Uh, we often think we don't get closure until someone says, "I'm sorry," you know, or until someone says, "Here's here's some money. I'm sorry. You know, my bad." Uh, but in my case, that just wasn't possible. I did contact one of my uh, perpetrators as an adult, uh, and the perpetrator just really had had nothing really to say, like gave me nothing, didn't really feel bad, no remorse, really nothing. So that last step in healing had to come from me, you know, and um, this kind of goes back to kind of my life mission. If you want anything done, you've got to do the work. You've got to do it yourself. So, um, I found that I just needed to kind of uh, make peace with uh, things and forgiveness maybe started at home. Maybe I needed to forgive me first and write a letter to my child self and just tell me that, gosh, I'm really freaking sorry. I'm sorry that you went through so much and I'm sorry that I'm so hateful to you as I, at times. And I think that book was just kind of my trying to extend the olive branch to myself uh, and um, knowing that so many other people, you know, when you bring stuff like this up, usually I'm met with, oh, yeah, me too, or I was abused too, or, you know, I was molested as a kid also. And, and I think, holy moly. Just about every one of my friends had come to me with with a very similar story. And man, it just, it's a lot to take in to know that so many amazing people go through this. So um, it just, it just had to come out and uh, hopefully it inspires other people to take their voice back also. Yeah, and I I think that's you know overall I I mean I I think that's the biggest takeaway from all of this because like you were saying, especially from the closure aspect, sometimes a lot of times unfortunately in this world you have to handle it yourself, and again not just in a trying to pay the other people back way, but just getting over those mental humps and figuring out some way that you can refocus and survive and you know as cliche as it is to say, make the best of the situation and realize, okay, you know, these things happened. It was horrible. 
unfortunately in some respects there's nothing i could do but i can continue to make myself better and i can continue to you know help other people and i i think that's great you know i mean i told you when when i got that personal reading of the book obviously there was a lot of emotions i was dealing with hearing it because number one i i, I told you from the get-go there, there was a reason i wanted you to really as once you started reading it i told you you had to keep going you weren't allowed to stop i needed to not because i needed to hear the end of the book i could have just picked it up and read it myself but you know maybe there's a little bit of bias involved but i love listening to you read it to me but the as we've we've discussed also about the possible you know well probability i should say of you actually completing an audiobook for this for the general public sorry folks my cop my personal copy staying my personal copy <laughs> um, but not just not just the typical you're the author a lot of people like to hear it in the author's voice it was because of the raw emotion that came up from you doing it because in some aspects, even though you started off by by priming me, by telling me, listen, I'm okay talking about this. I'm okay reading this to you because this was kind of a cathartic event for me. So I can, you know, I'm able to deal with it a lot better without, without you even realizing it, it started to come out anyway. Because once you start talking about this stuff, you kind of can't help it. So for me, I went through this roller coaster of, I, I need to hear more. I need to hear how the story ends. But there was the anger inside of me because I knew what had happened to you. And, you know, just as the reflexive individual response when you care about somebody, it's like, oh, I want to protect this person. I want to like I want to I want to lash out at these people that did this to you. But again, where does that get any of us? Nowhere. Um, but it was it was a, an insane roller coaster ride like dealing with. I mean, I told you I had to, after I finished listening to I had to sit there. I was sitting in my van on the side of some river. I can't even remember where might have been Kentucky, Tennessee. I have no idea. I don't remember where I was at the time, but I just remember sitting there telling you I needed a little while to actually when you asked me what you what I think I I kind of had to say, OK, let me let me think about this for a while. Let me deal with this and process a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, because it. It was rough, but like you said, it's not, you know, not all out gory, bad stuff. You you managed to turn this horrific event or events of your life into this story that can grab people and not necessarily, you know, you, I, I dare say that anybody who reads this and does not go through a roller coaster of emotions might be a cyborg. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's something I, I get, I get compared to Sheldon from Big Bang Theory all the time. But if my, you know, Aspie ass can get can go through that range of emotions, just listening to you tell this story, I, I got to believe that just about anybody who reads it would uh, have some kind, at least some kind of similar response. I feel like my book uh, needed it. That's I mean, that's part of the historical fiction, right, is I needed to captivate the reader because uh, often what happens is when a survivor says, hey, I'm a survivor of abuse, people back up. They stop talking, change the subject. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to hear about it. It's not happening. La, 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 la. I had to make the book a way where you couldn't, you couldn't put it down. You couldn't change the subject. You couldn't. You had to keep going. You had to keep finding out what was happening because that's part of getting your voice back is saying, no, I'm going to speak now. You're going to listen. And it had to be uh, palatable also. It couldn't be militant. It had to be soft. It had to be suspenseful. And so I wrote it with a very 
distinct purpose in mind, and that was to take the reader's hand and uh, say, come with me. And I took them on a ride. Well, you know, mission accomplished, as I know, <laughs> because like I said, it was, for me, it was, a, it was an incredible ride. I know other people who have actually got to read, you know, parts of it or the whole thing before it actually got released. I, I, as far as I know, everybody else had a very similar reaction. So, which was really funny because when, when, when Shane and Liberty Under Attack uh, Publications actually officially put this out the other day and, and all, all, both of you were kind of surprised like, oh my God, we got sales already? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been trying to tell you this was not me just blowing smoke up your ass because of our personal relationship. But, you know, I mean, I told you this for, it, I mean, I guess it's considered a novella, right? Because it's yes. not, you know, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's on the shorter side. But man, you pack an incredible story. And I told you from the get-go, just listening to, you know, for all the self-deprecation you use, I, I, th I, I think you're a fantastic writer. And you definitely, I mean, to be able to weave this into a story that people aren't going to just like throw down right away and say, I can't read this. This is horrible. Like, I don't want to know anything. Like you were saying, how people react to it when yep. they talk about it. Like for for you to be able to do that uh, is pretty uh, pretty damn impressive, and uh, you know I guess we'll give, we'll give a little tease too because uh, there is a you know there, there's a, there's a prequel in the works I believe right yeah uh, we're not going to give any date date on that but you've already you've you took this story and were able to transform it into much more than just this you know cathartic event for you so I, I think that's you know any 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 aspiring writer would would love to find that you know no matter what it is the subject matter to be able to grab you to be able to keep going you know that's what again it's going to sound like i'm being a little hyperbolic or i'm just you know kissing your ass but that's what the great writers do you know the ones that come up were able to come up with these ideas and just continue to build off of them it's uh you know golf clap here yeah, pretty good stuff there, babe. <laughs> it, it was uh, the story was ready, right? You know, it it, uh, it took my whole life to write it, and you know, just living my life. And the prequel just seemed after after a few people had read it before it was published, before even it had a contract, a few people kind of asked, "Well, what happens next?" And I couldn't answer that without what happened beforehand. So uh, the prequel kind of happened uh, kind of by accident. I was free writing. I free write often as, as therapy uh, just to kind of get out. You know, some people call it journaling. I don't really call it journaling because I don't do it every day. Um, but just free writing. And I, I kind of went back and read it and thought, holy moly, that's the prequel. And just kept going with it, and it's turning out really cool. Yeah, well, I can't wait for uh, that one to be finished too. So we can uh, we can add that to the list. But you know, like I said, just a, just a little bit of a tease there. We're not we're not we're not quite ready for that one yet. But uh, uh, with with this one out now, I, I would definitely like to encourage all of our listeners and uh, you know anybody else who may catch this, please go ahead and uh, get yourself a copy. And so you can find out more about what we're talking about. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot we could uh, pack in here, but we did want to keep this one kind of short because, like I said, uh, you know, no offense to our other podcasting friends, but uh, I scooped you all. Uh, I have the I have the author here in person. So and this is our show. So, heck, we're doing this one first. We're going to put it out right away. And that way, you know, starting next week, you're going to start doing your uh, promotional tour, I guess, with uh, all the other podcasts out there and, you know. 
again, not, not just, not just hoping for your own personal gains out of this, but I'd really like to see a lot of people take a look at this and, you know, obviously for you, but also just in general to see, you know, what we're talking about here. So I think with that, we'll start getting to, we'll start wrapping up, but, uh, first and foremost, thank you as always for joining me here. Miss Jackie. Thank so, you for always, having me. It's always always wonderful to do. Even even talking about this type of subject matter, it's always great to do a show with you. And why don't you, if you can remember, <laughs> you want to start plugging where uh, the pe- fine people can find this book uh, in in the forms in the multiple forms it's in currently. Yes. Uh, I would first say purchase from Shane's website, Liberty Under Attack. I, do you know the web address? Uh, Liber- uh, oh, geez. It's going to be in the show notes, but uh, I think it might be LUAPublications.com. Right. I'm not sure the exact web- website, but we put the, yeah, if you, if you just Google Liberty Under Attack Publications, you will find his stuff. Um, even if you go through the Vanu site, uh, I believe you can get, you can link directly to there. I would go there first. There's an option to get a signed copy versus an unsigned copy. And um, for folks that don't care about signatures or not, uh, there is Amazon where we have paperback as well as a uh, Kindle version on Amazon. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a big Amazon shopper, but I would say, if, you know, if if you folks don't mind and you actually do want, to, especially if you want the physical copy, go try to go to Liberty Under Attack first because, uh, you know, we like to show our support for our friends who have uh, done so much for us. And uh, that's, that's kind of how we do things in the community. Try to not always keep it in the community, but it helps if you're an aspiring author and you have, you know, you're looking for ideas. Well, we happen to have one in our community. It happens to be very close to both, you know, both of us. I mean, heck, Radliff's been one of my best friends for years, whether he knows it or not when he listens to this, because uh, <laughs> he's put up with me longer than most people will. But yeah, so definitely, please, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll put all the links in the show notes. Please, uh, please go check it out. Get yourself a copy. Not super expensive, you know. I think. Uh, I think I think most of us have thrown away more shekels on something completely stupid. So <laughs> here instead, you could uh, throw a little money down and help uh, help out help out a wonderful individual who has a a wonderful cause here, as well as uh, just trying to promote a book. So you know. Yes, and I encourage anybody that is walking their path that is healing from any kind of trauma. I encourage you uh, to reach out for support. You are not alone. Uh, you can contact me, aka.dharma at tutanota.com if you need a friend. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. Well, with that, we will sign off. Thank you again, Jackie. Thank you, guys. Have a really, 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 really great week. Yes. So from, here, from us here at uh, RTA Radio, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will catch you next week. Love, peace, and voluntary interactions for all.